One thing you can count on in these uncertain times is the registry's grounded and informed news coverage of everything real estate. We are able to deliver the reliable and in-depth news you trust because of generous readers who support our work. Thank you to your commitment to journalism, especially now. And if you're not a subscriber yet, you can join us at the registryps.com. Today we are speaking with Jake McKinstry and Gabriel Grant, both are principals with Seattle-based Spectrum Development Solutions. Founded in 2008, Spectrum is a mission-driven, for-profit real estate development and advisory company. The company has a diverse, cross-sector focus spanning workforce housing, student housing, healthcare, and civic-oriented projects. All of their projects have a strong community focus with an emphasis on transit-oriented and environmentally sustainable development. Jake's expertise spans complex land use issues, transit-oriented mixed-use development, health care, and historic renovations. Jake began his career developing affordable housing projects in New York City and currently oversees a variety of projects and clients throughout the greater Seattle region. Gabriel brings a passion for creating great places, a deep commitment to civic affairs, and a strong, multidisciplinary approach to real estate. Gabe is currently leading a number of workforce and student housing development projects throughout the region as well. Gabe and Jake, uh, uh, thank you guys for um, joining me on uh, on our podcast. Where where are you guys? Absolutely, we're excited to be here. We are up in Seattle, Washington. Okay, are you sheltering in place like most people are at this point in time? We're, we uh, mostly mostly, although although uh, Gabe and I are here in the office to uh, to talk with you, so. So you're breaking the rules a little bit, I guess, for some great content. We're, we're standing six feet apart. Good, yeah. good, good. We figured it was worth it. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to uh, take a couple of minutes just for the benefit of our audience and get a little bit of a background on spectral development, uh, what you guys do, where you're active. Uh, maybe you guys can give us a little bit of an overview of some of the work that you've done in the past. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so this is Jake McKinstry, Principal of Spectrum Development Solution. Um, both Gabe and I are actually born and born and raised in Seattle. Um, and our company, Spectrum, is a mission-driven for-profit real estate development and advisory company. And really, we have a diverse practice across sector where we focus on workforce housing, student housing, health care, and a lot of civic-oriented projects. It's a the common thread for all of our projects and, and our clients really is a, a really strong community focus with an emphasis on transit-oriented projects and sustainability. So it creates a really exciting platform for us to uh, engage in real estate in a variety of different ways. And we've also expanded in recent years, and our work now takes us all the way down to California and Oregon, as well as the state of Washington. So we're based in Seattle, but we really have a regional and almost West Coast perspective. Great. And how long has the company been around? And um, maybe you can tell us uh, about some of your projects that um, you guys are proud of. Yeah, absolutely. We'll dive into a couple of those. Um, happy to share. The company, ironically, was founded on August 8th in 2008 at the bottom of the, uh, the last recession or the start of it. Um, so really, that perspective and the DNA of the company is one of longevity and a long-term vision and really cross-cycle uh, cross and cross-sector um, resiliency, if possible. So it's really much the DNA of the, of the company. And so we've tried to, for many years now, put that into practice. And so we find ourselves in a, 
um, actually not just similar predicament to 2008, but probably even worse. Um, and heading into that, really looking across our projects and seeing with our clients how we can how we can weather the storm and and really work through it. And I think there are a couple of different projects we can probably touch on that um, are representative of that. Um, one of the big things we focused on in the last probably 10, 10 years or so is what we saw happening in the markets is really a lot of attention uh, on the apartment side to high-end market rate housing and then a lot of affordable housing, right? So people that are earning up to 60% of very medium income. And there's a lot of need for affordable housing and, and a tremendous amount um, of subsidy uh, required to create that kind of housing. And, and what we noticed in the marketplace is there was a real, uh, real tranche of housing that was missing for what we call the missing middle. So our essential workforce, those people making between 60 uh, to 120 percent of area medium income. So in the Bay Area, that's different than Seattle. Up here, it's roughly 50 to 80,000 a year. But really, that, that's our frontline workforce. Those are our healthcare workers, our civil servants, our teachers. And a lot of the people that are really getting impacted heavily right now with COVID as well. So a lot of our approach on workforce housing has been to focus on serving that segment of the market and figuring out creative partnerships to do so. One of them right now that we have going in southeast Seattle is right on a light rail transit stop. And it's a partnership with Seattle Children's Hospital and their Odessa Brown Children's Clinic. And on that location, we are doing a project that will have a new 50,000 square foot uh, healthcare clinic for Odessa Brown. It'll have a 7,000 square foot daycare for Tiny Tots uh, daycare for families there. And then on top of that, we'll have 176 units of workforce housing. And we have an impact equity investment from Children's Hospital in the residential basis of the project that allows us to set aside 40% of the units at 80% or less of area medium income for 20 years. So it's a really unique structure. There's, there's not many tools in the marketplace that we found to really create workforce housing. So this is a really innovative model that we're pretty excited about. And we, I'll turn it over to Gabe to talk about our student housing. So another, another project that we have going uh, right now, um, also like Arenda uh, in, in partnership with, uh, with, with Laird Norton, um, our, our joint venture capital partner, um, is actually up in Bellingham, um, about 90 minutes north of, of Seattle, uh, for those of whom are, are listening to this and not in the immediate area. Um, Bellingham is, is a city of about 100,000 people and it's anchored by Western Washington University. And so we're building a student-focused housing project there um, uh, a little less than a, a half mile off of campus. And um, that project uh, also really kind of underlies uh, or underscores our focus on, uh, on, on the community. Um, we were partnering with a, a few different um, local institutions on that, uh, including Western Washington University um, for a, uh, a space uh, to, to promote uh, kind of the connection between um, the university and uh, the, the, the city. Um, and uh, you know, ultimately, um, trying to provide a, a source of, of solid, really high-quality housing for uh, primarily students at, uh, at at Western. Great, great. So, on the heels of 2019, December of 2019, I imagine being a housing developer, um, you know, you've had a relatively successful decade, if not very successful. Um, y things are moving along. Um, you know, how did the year end for you guys? And from that sort of vantage point, how did you consider? How did you look into 2020? Um, so 2019 was um, was it was a terrific year for for, for Spectrum um, over the course of its um, its you know now 12-year uh, um, life 
uh, spectrum has continued to, to to grow in a in a in a really organic and and, and steady and sustainable way. Uh, and and 2019 was a uh, was 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 a great year um, with a, a variety of different projects um, kind of across the, the 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 spectrum, so to speak, of uh, of, of project types that we uh, that we work on. Um, so in in terms of our our, our perspective on 2020. Um, you know, we we were we were very aware that a, a real estate a real estate correction was was on its way. I mean, we're, we're we've been we've been into this expansion um, for for quite some time. And I mean, I, you know, obviously obviously neither one of us would would sit here and say that we 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 you know we we saw this exact thing coming. Um, but for a number of years, we've known that 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 we were deep into this cycle, and so. Um, we had a very explicit uh, plan around diversifying the types of projects and types of clients that, that we work with, and um, uh, you know, and I think we've I think we've done a, a good job in executing that business plan. And you know, of course, no one is insulated from from the the everything we're going through right now. Um, but I think that that business plan and our execution on it has has put us in a, a, a good place um, in 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 2020. Right. So 2020, March of 2020 hits, or February of 2020, on all this news about the pandemic is now everywhere. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about you know what happens at you know Spectrum. What happens to your projects? What happens with the company? You know, how are you guys you know immediately reacting to what's going on? Sure. Um, so a couple of different things. One is we we actually we have a lot of development projects. And we also have a lot of advisory work. So it's kind of interesting. One of our clients right now down in San Francisco is University of California, San Francisco, and we're in the middle of working with them on a staff housing study that we're really excited about. And so there's as soon as this hit, it's sort of looking at okay, well this study now do we do we push that out? Do we continue with it? And um, we're far enough along to continue with it and actually now look at. Um, how the impact of COVID um, relates to our findings in the study. So there's, there's sort of immediate things like that with our advisory work. And then on the, on the development side, with projects under construction, um, it's really looking at how do we make sure we continue or not continue in a safe way with those projects. And I would say, you know, that's really kind of the, the development perspective for our work. But really our first, you know, our first and foremost focus is on our people here at Spectrum on our team and making sure that our team is healthy and safe and that our clients are healthy and safe. So there's been a lot of communication uh, with everyone internally, um, with our partners, you know, Laird Norton, Children's Hospital, a lot of our key clients uh, to make sure that we are communicating well, that we're all aligned with the approach because it's, you know, it's taken the wind out of everyone's sails and now we have to step back and really reassess how do we move forward uh, together in a clean way. So actually I'd say that, you know, there's obviously some initial shock, and there still is every day. It's a dynamic and fluid situation. I feel like we say those two words all the time, yeah, because uh, it does continue to be dynamic, and it is fluid. Um, so we're trying to adapt. And, you know, you solved yesterday's problem, and that might not be tomorrow's problem. That's so right. the biggest thing is we want to keep keep our communication really, really tight with our team here at Spectrum. Take care of them first, and our clients as well. And our partners, and really make sure that we're all aligned as we move forward through this, and try and solve tomorrow's problems together. Have all the projects that um, were underway or in construction um, continued um, to get done? 
So um, we are um, like I think just about everybody in the, the real estate development world. Um, we've you know we've been impacted, and some of our projects um, have been subject to the um, the, the, the 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 requirements um, that the state has put on to, to put them on hold temporarily. Um, we've uh, but we've we've actually uh, in in some ways um, been busier than ever on on those projects. Um, ensuring that they are, they're, you know, they're, they're brought to a pause in the right way, that we're communicating, of course, um, in the right way with our partners and with the general contractors, and that they're prepared um, and, and, and positioned in the very best way possible uh, to, to reopen and, and get started again successfully. Um, we are fortunate, um, given our, you know, the, the, the diversity of kind of our, our, our book of, of work, that we have a lot of projects that, that, that have not been put on hold. Um, we have a number that, that remain uh, under construction that are categorized as essential projects under the governor's order. Um, and then we have a number of other projects that are more advisory in nature um, that aren't yet, uh, or that, that aren't at a construction, uh, construction phase. So um, every project has been impacted, um, but uh, you know, we've, we've, like Jake was saying, we've just got, we've been managing them uh, on a case-by-case -case, case basis so that they emerge hopefully as successfully as possible from this. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think some of the obvious consequences of this um, uh, of this pandemic will, will you know, play themselves out in front of our eyes. Are, are there kind of any, you know, short-term, mid-term to long-term, um, you know, consequences that you're observing that perhaps, you know, are, are not kind of getting the right type of, you know, media attention? That's a that's a great question, and, and I think a lot of that, um, as I was saying earlier, a little bit of it is, it, it is um, us trying to really understand and think through potential impacts that we haven't you know thought about yet. Because right now this is very much um, up close in everyone's face, and we're dealing with it. So part of it is, and we're starting to see some more of the ripple effects, and there's sort of the first wave of you know, closings with restaurants and layoffs there. And from a real estate standpoint, you know, tenants that are not going to be able to pay their their rent and people that are, you know, living in apartments that won't pay their rent and or be able to and, and mortgages. So I think that's the next kind of uh, piece that we're really trying to, to look at. And we know in the short term, we do have volatility within the marketplace. From a financing perspective, we're already seeing um, you know, changes to underwriting on new projects. Uh, and then from a construction standpoint, even if we are able to get back to work on the projects that we are working on and restarted, there's a lot of concern about, you know, the subcontractors. Can they can they still engage? Are they healthy? Are they comfortable working? And then the suppliers, are they okay? So there's a lot of supply chain analysis that we're doing to really kind of think through in the short term and it'll affect the long term kind of how do we how do we mitigate our risk um, and there's some really interesting questions um, in terms of the long-term impacts yeah I think I think one of the other things um, Vlad that I would add to that is I think we've seen um, uh, that that immediately there is more than ever before there's a there's a premium on expertise and um, that's something that, that you know that we've seen with our, our, our partners and our clients, and that, that we're um, you know fortunately um, in, in 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 most instances able to to, to really provide. Um, there's almost kind of a flight to quality, um, and and we've been able to to I think really respond in a good way sure. with a lot of uh, with with you know, with a lot of our projects and our partners and 
helping them address some unforeseen things. I mean, you know, in, in one instance, um, we've got a, a project where um, the, the, the sponsor, as a result of this, is probably going to need some additional financing help. And so we've been able to step in and, and uh, you know, we're on, we're on track to help them solve that to keep the project moving forward. In other instances, as Jake was talking about, there are a lot of really complicated construction-related issues that we've been able to step in and, and, and help address. Um, in other cases, this frankly really changes the way that, that organizations are thinking strategically about their real estate portfolio and about their real estate assets. And so we've been able to kind of, you know, step in and help, help, help work with them on those things. So just broadly, I think the, the premium on expertise is the thing is that, that, that's really um, been, been um, kind of the most uh, evident and paramount to us as, uh, as, as this has happened. Well, I was just going to say, in terms of the long-term effect here, I think what's really fascinating for us is that this is going to change how we live, how we work, how we eat, how we socialize. This will have huge ramifications across all you know, you know, stratuses of society. In 2008, 2009, there, there were some serious financial hardships and fallout from that. But this is really, if you look holistically, there's a lot of big changes coming to these industry sectors. So to Gates' point, a lot of what we're trying to do is, is look out ahead and think about what does that mean for our clients? How can we help them with those challenges um, as people go back to work eventually? Um, and that would be a really, really interesting question. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's important to get an understanding of some of the negative impacts uh, on the industry. But I think one of the things that, you know, we've learned uh, in, in, you know, being with the registry now for, uh, you know, about 13 years, we've also learned that, um, you know the companies that are successful, the ones that are that you know power through um, you know numerous cycles are that way because of their ability to uh, adapt and um, take uh, you know circumstances as this one and turn them into opportunities. So I do want to talk a little bit about that as well. How has Spectrum Development um, you know been preparing itself for the next cycle? Well, I would say we started from the beginning with our origins and really with a long-term focus and trying to have a resilient business model that's cross-sector. So that's been a key part of how we approach business. And it's interesting. I mean, Jamie Dimon with uh, J.P. Morgan was sort of saying, you know, had this quote around like, you know, when you're entering a crisis, that's not the time to figure out what you want to be. You know, that needs to be well-established ahead of time. So you have to really be well-functioning know what you're doing and know what you're about. And we feel like, you know, we spent the last you know, number of years really focusing on that. So trying to be in a place coming into this, uh, you know, recession or whatever we're heading into where we feel very resilient um, in what we're doing. And the biggest thing is I think we're seeing a lot of correlation, too, between any of the sectors we were already working in, whether it's healthcare and workforce housing. We'd already been seeing those two kind of worlds merge as a different kind of asset class. And I feel like with a lot of our healthcare clients, and the workforce housing, more and more we will see that because there are some jobs that can be done remotely. Um, and going forward in the future, when we look at a world where we move to more telecommuting, a lot of working from home, things like that, if you look at the healthcare industry, you don't have that option, really. I mean, you need the healthcare workers to be able to get to the clinics, the hospitals where they're needed. So we really see this intersection of housing that's affordable to people working in healthcare near the hospitals, near the clinics, is being more and more acutely needed in the future. Vlad, I think, I think the only thing that I would add to that is that um, in addition to the, the, you know, the very um, 
the, the, the very explicit focus on the diversified business model. Um, we, we've been laser focused on building the, the best possible team we, we can. And we're, 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 we're 13 people here at Spectrum and we have, um, I, 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 I honestly, I can't think of a, a more talented group of, of people and um, with really a broad range of, of, uh, of, of expertise and, and skills. And that, that group of people um, is what is helping us execute on behalf of this diverse range of clients. And um, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're really, um, you know, thankful to, to, to them and also um, really, you know, happy and proud of, of, of the team that we've been able to, 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 to build here. And I think that that's what will, um, in addition to the business model, really help carry us forward through this. Um, so, you know, being a housing developer, uh, working with student housing, working with workforce housing, um, how do you see the opportunities uh, play themselves out in the future? Is the product going to evolve? Is it going to change? Um, you know, what about your delivery and what you do do you think will be new in the next cycle? So... Um so, so you know, obviously, um, as 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 there are going to be a lot of changes, um, as you know, as Jake mentioned, um, I you know, we we think that the 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 need for missing middle housing um, is going to be as acute as ever coming out of this. Um, we think that there will uh, need to be continued evolution in in, in student housing um, as as well. Um, but you know, I, I think, like with any um, kind of major shock to, to, to a system, there's there's sort of this um, crystallization around the things that are are most important. And I think we're we're already beginning to see this really renewed emphasis around number one certainty of execution, uh, number two expertise, and number three uh, access to capital. And those, those in our mind are, are, you know, are, are really three key components that are going to drive ability to, to move forward on the types of housing projects that, 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 that we do. Um, so we're, we're laser focused on those, on those three things. Do you, do you foresee uh, the product changing? Do you foresee um, multifamily developments that you guys um, bring to life also changing in you know, design, in how they're utilized, um, uh, maybe there's some you know specialty areas created for you know working from home and things like like that. Um, are are there any changes there that you're anticipating that that might take take effect as well? Uh, that's a great question. I think yes, there will be, and it's hard not to imagine. I mean, all of us need to rethink about how do we design a world and a built environment that can plan uh, safely as possible for a pandemic and the implications. So if we're building workforce housing and, and people do need to shelter in place uh, for whatever reason, how do we make sure that there's ways to do that as safely as possible? And then for employers, it's a really interesting question as you know, typically from a housing perspective, we really you know focus heavily on you know job growth, right? And Seattle, we, we've been fortunate to have a tremendous amount of job growth with our anchor employers here you know, in the tech industry. And so we've had a really strong job growth that corresponds to housing demand typically. 
question will be as larger tech companies and other companies that can do more telecommuting, uh, as they shift to that, what does that mean from a demand perspective from the housing side? And do we see any drop-off in there? Is there a softening? I think for us, the area that we focus on in apartments outside of student housing is that workforce level, and so we feel very confident there will always be that demand because it's, it's um, absolutely much needed. The question will be when we come to uh, designing these projects, what do we change from a community space standpoint, from an engagement standpoint, to think through uh, situations like this as best we can. It, it, you know, I would just add that that you know, sort of ironically, um, you know, we have in in the, the projects that we do, we we've really designed for a community focus. That's a that's a huge value um, of, of of ours, and and um, that I think is reflected in the projects that that we do. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we're now at a time when community, um, it means danger to, to, to people, and that's a really scary thing for, for people to, to, to go through. Um, you know, I, I don't think that, that we're of the, of the belief that, that the importance of community is going gonna, is gonna to disappear, um, but it will, it will evolve. It will, it will shift. And, um, you know, I don't think we have exact answers to that, but um, we're, we're acutely aware um, in the projects that we do in the future that we're going to need to think through, uh, think through this, how you, how you cultivate meaningful community while at the same time being responsive to, 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 to this sort of thing. Um, I, I think it does warrant um, emphasis just like how profoundly different this is than um, than the last recession that, that we that we went through, um, I mean we we have gone you know we've we've gone from we basically we have gone in in the span of, of of approximately a month to the same employment the same employment level that we had in 1999. Right. So the same number of people are employed today as there were 21 years ago. So we've effectively in the course of a month. We've effectively gone backwards a generation in terms of job growth, and it's it's hard to think about the 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 the, the magnitude of that. Yep. Um, and so you know for for us, and I think probably a lot of the other people um, in in our in our field, um, you know, we're we're highly focused on the projects that we have in front of us. But I, I do think that the long-term consequences of this are um, are they're 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 vast. As, as Jake was saying earlier. Before we wrap this up, um, can I ask you guys to tell us maybe what are some of the lessons learned from the last recession? I know you guys were sort of started right as the last recession was kind of kicking off, but I'm sure as we were coming out of that cycle, there were lessons learned uh, that you can apply to your business today. Yeah. Number one, I'd say the importance of being really conservative um, in terms of how you run your business and financial management as a company, and, and really making sure that as you approach from a real estate standpoint, you have really strong partners. Um, we're fortunate to have that with Laird Norton and our joint venture, and we're fortunate to have great clients um, that are really strong, and to really be conservative with underwriting those projects from a real estate standpoint, and be realistic about what could go wrong, how do we put um, the right debt in place, and really take a long-term perspective so that you know you, you really can't time the market cycles. You can have your best kind of guess. As Gabe was saying earlier, we sort of felt like you know last year or two at, at least that we were on kind of the end of this 
this cycle and this run. Certainly didn't imagine it would end this abruptly. Uh, but we had that sense that it was coming, and so anytime you're trying to make short-term uh, decisions and use those values to drive your decisions, you're going to cut corners or you're not going to do as good a job. You're going to be trying to kind of get through things. When you have a long-term perspective that really allows for more planful uh, business, it allows for more, allows for more planful real estate uh, decisions, it allows you to really hopefully weather some of these challenges that, that come at you. So that's been a key tenet, I think, coming out of 2008, the last recession, is really trying to think through um, how you don't get over your skis um, on a day-to-day -day basis and from a really long-term perspective, put that into uh, play. And it goes through all tenets of, of business, I would say. I mean, from hiring and making sure that, you know, we're really fortunate to have such a great culture here at Spectrum of people that really take that long-term perspective and, and believe in our mission and our community focus and the need of our work in our communities. And once they buy in on that and they take that long-term focus, it really is key for us because, you know, they are the engine that makes Spectrum go. And we're able to do that with our clients because we all share that vision together. Gabe, any final thoughts from you? I, I, I think the only thing that I would add to that is um, the, 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 the paramount importance of relationships and, and, and reputation. And we, we take both of those things extraordinarily seriously. Um, and I think as a, as a result, um, uh, you know, we're, 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 we have, we have, we have very good clients, we have very good partners, um, and we feel like we are as, as, as well positioned as, as, as we can be, um, given all of the uncertainty out there, but relationships and reputation are of paramount importance to us. Great. Well, thank you, Gabe. Thank you, Jake, for your time. Um, appreciate learning more about Spectrum development and uh, heading into the uh, next cycle. Um, you guys have a great week. You too, Vlad. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Vlad. Thank you. Thank you.